1: I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, an NFL fantasy football podcast. Each week, my co-host, former Bears and Lions quarterback, Eric Kramer, and myself delve into your fantasy football choices and hopefully get you on your way to victory. Now, You can find out more by going to our website, kramerandbrill.com, or on my Bob Brill YouTube channel. Now, the NFL regular season is over. It ended crazy down to the last seconds for playoff teams. Wow. I mean, now we're on to the super wild card weekend with six games, while fantasy Championships are over. We know a lot of you are still working on your fantasy playoff stuff, and because there's a lot of fantasy, uh, whether it's Yahoo or ESPN uh, or you know Fox, you bet. Uh, any any of that stuff, we know that you're still looking at your fantasy players. So that's, that's why we continue past the regular fantasy football season. First, though, we had a coaching change. The Cardinals fired Cliff Kingsbury. They finished well out of the running. There are going to be a lot of interviews for lots of open jobs. Your thoughts, because there's been more than that at this point.
0: Okay, so the first name I saw regarding this now vacant uh, Cardinals head coaching vacancy is Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. Uh, and if you've watched them at all this year, this is a ridiculously high-octane offense. And if I'm Arizona, I just, whatever. here, here's the here, here's the contract. You name the price, we got you. And then don't forget about Libby Smith, who also just got fired. Um, and so Houston's going to be looking for somebody. Um, Indianapolis, they've promised to consider candidates other than current interim coach Jeff Saturday. Um, I know Sean Payton's name is being tossed around in Denver as a possible replacement there. Me personally, I think that the Chargers, given what the course of Brandon Staley's decision-making or questionable decision-making in, what, three years now? And considering last week, what he did in terms of in a meaningless game for the Chargers, decided to play all the starters. And so Mike Williams goes limping off, or actually carted off, Joey Bosa goes limping off, and yet now they have to travel across the country and play uh, the red-hot Jaguars, and I still think that should be a coaching vacancy that Sean Payton would be ideal for. Yeah, they stay, stay home. <laughs> yeah, and then the other thing, the other guy that, to me, needs a job tomorrow, head coaching-wise, is Eric Bieniemy, and I yes. know, I have a feeling that uh, uh, Josh McDaniels is going to return in for the Raiders. But I think that would be prime because that would be two. I met mean, two games a year that he'd get to play his mentor in Andy Reed and get to a lot of play. A lot of the players he's coached uh, play against him that he's coached uh, is, you know, offense of the Chiefs. So I just think that, um, you know, there's obviously another, you know, several, jobs that are coming open potentially. But um, anyway, that's my thoughts on at least a few of them.
1: Well, Brian Flores is another one. Uh, we know that uh, the, the Steelers have been asked uh, for permission to allow him to talk to people. And of course, when they hired him, they said they knew probably in a year he might be leaving for uh, as a head coach. And that was a classy thing to do. So I expect him uh, to at least get some interviews. I don't know if he's going to get a job, but uh, he's also in the mix. So...
0: Well, I know one coaching position is not open, and that you're you and all the other Steelers fans are relieved. to Know is that Tomlin has kept the streak alive again. Yes, and uh, <laughs> and even though they didn't make the playoffs, I just think that eh, what a great close, what a great, great work, job, three he, points, right? What a great job he did, though, after the miserable start, injuries yeah. a quarterback, TJ Watt goes down, and then here they are, one of the hottest teams in the league right now.
1: And they were, you know, and he was asked in the uh, news conference after the loss if they were a team on the rise, and uh, he said, yes, they definitely were. They were a team, I think, that really could have competed in the playoffs. Maybe they wouldn't have gone all the way, but uh, I I think they were on the rise for that. You know, and the interesting thing was it proves two things. Number one, how important one win early in the season could have been you know because if they'd won one more game, they wouldn't have had to worry about all that, and there were some close ones. And the other thing is, a lot of the players are now talking about how they love Matt Canada. <laughs> the right. <offensive> Meanwhile, <laughs> so,
0: every pretty much every article that's now being written in Pittsburgh is about who they're going to replace him with, yeah.
1: And uh, you know, and and the thing is, he did open up the game down the stretch, you know, but um, and I don't know why the game didn't get opened up beforehand. You know, we're not seeing stuff from the inside. Maybe there's something he didn't feel comfortable with. I mean, I'm still not a big Matt Canada fan. Um, It just, it got better toward the end, but I think there was a lot, that was more players and head coaching that got them to make that team better.
0: I I agree with you. I think T.J. Watt getting him back was, you can't overstate how important that was. Uh, And then the maturation of Kenny Pickett yeah, because here's a guy who was actually losing games uh, early in the year all by himself, and then learned how first not to lose them, and then how to carry the team over the goal line, so to speak, to win several games at the end.
1: And they were, and the fact that I think at one point he had four uh, games where they won on the final drive, but he only had five wins. <laughs> you know, it's like. It was, it's just crazy. Uh, I mean, I love the kid. I mean, I'm looking forward to that Pickens to picket uh, yeah. f- down for many years. Saying it's fun, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, I still think they had. a I was thinking last night. Uh, I think I'll design something that says Kenny Cool with a K, cool spell with a K and have a picket fence that the picket fence is gold and Kenny Cool written in black that work. It's a picket fence, you know.
0: Trademark it. Exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get right to the games. We're playing Saturday and Sunday on Wild Card Weekend, of course. Start with the Seahawks and the Niners. The Hawks have had a great season, but this is the playoffs, and the Niners are tough. I'd stay away from anyone on the Seahawks, and I'd go with anybody on the
0: Niners all the time. I don't care who the Niners play. Uh, No team's getting in their way, to me, of advancing to the Super Bowl in Arizona. Kenneth Walker... Geno Smith, everybody who they can put up there, they're playing the number one defense in the NFL, and it's the playoffs. And so conversely, though, the Niners are just as hot offensively as they are stout defensively. And so if you've got a 49er as red hot and as red 49er hot as they are, I would play him.
1: Chargers and Jags, Mike Williams, we mentioned, uh, only question mark for the Chargers, but the rest of the cast is kind of solid. I really like Trevor Lawrence in this first-ever playoff game and Kirk Etienne as well. I think they're solid picks.
0: I agree with you. And and I think the Jaguars, as quietly as the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you're not a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, came, out, came alive, the Jaguars did too, to no fanfare whatsoever. And when you watch them defensively, they won five in a row, at the end of the season, won the division, clinched the playoff spot and a home playoff game. And so the defense was in large part the reason, along with the people that we all know offensively in terms of Trevor Lawrence, stepped up his game huge, as did Etienne and um, uh, Christian Kirk. And so as a threesome, uh, that that is a very talented and now surging threesome.
1: Sunday games, Dolphins and Bills. Bills, rack them all the way. The, the team is on a mission, and with everyone healthy, and there isn't anyone here you shouldn't play. Now, on the Dolphins, Waddle and Mostert are questionable, so go heavy on Jeff Wilson this week and Tyreek Hill, of course. Tua is out, so it's likely Teddy Bridgewater. Skyler Thompson is questionable, too.
0: Well, if we're just talking the Bills here, I think we can all see the visceral connection this team has with its fallen brother, Demar Hamlin. Right. And, you know, the team didn't play great against Miami. Uh, I'm sorry, against um, uh, the Patriots. But they did what they had to to seal the win and snuffed out the Patriots, who shouldn't have been even being considered for a playoff team, yet they were. And then you got the Dolphins now, who, as you just mentioned, two is not playing. I don't care who's quarterback there. It doesn't matter. Uh, the Bills are on a mission that we've seen all along. And who for the Bills to play? I think you have to start with that running tandem of James Cook and uh, Devin Singletary.
1: You know, I have to point out something here. You know, um, it was so great. I mean, the opening kickoff, Naeem Hines goes all the way. And then later on, he does it. I mean, that is such a rarity to get two kickoff returns for a touchdown for uh, anybody, Naeem Hines. Remind me again, where did he go to school?
0: I'm not mistaken, I think it was North Carolina (laughs) State. <laughs> I couldn't help but think of you. Then I, I was
1: sitting there watching. And I said, "Oh, Eric's going to have a good time with this one." And then the second sure. thing would happen. And it's like, "Oh my gosh, we got to talk about that."
0: <laughs> yeah. for, for a running back, or really for any player, that guy is ridiculously fast. And he those, is. Once he got beyond the, the first guy, they, you weren't going to catch him.
1: Giants and Vikings after a week off uh, for rest for Barkley. Barkley's back. I like him, but be aware the Vikings' goal is to shut him down. Uh, they might just do it. And uh, for the Vikes, everyone is healthy. So play everybody, especially Hawkinson. Really like Hawkinson toward the end of the season here.
0: Right. Yeah. And I'll tell you the one guy the Vikings won't shut down, and that's Daniel Jones. Uh, he's the dual threat quarterback everybody forgets about. Yeah. And I don't care if Barkley's having a great day or not. He might be the guy that scores two rushing touchdowns and throws in a couple as well. And he's, he's, it's a great mixture. Now Barkley's had a week of rest. It's a great mixture of, him at running back, um, and then Daniel Jones at running back slash quarterback. Uh, and he's throwing play-action passes to nameless tight ends and receivers. And so I think the two of those guys, though, I think for the for the Giants will go off.
1: Ravens and Bengals? Ravens are just not good enough to beat the Bengals, and the Bengals are solid. There isn't anyone on the Ravens I think is worth starting. And the Bengals, they're at full strength. I'd start just about anybody there.
0: I think the Bengals' offensive backups could beat the Ravens. Uh, and so if you've got them, play them. Both running backs, all three receivers, and Burrow, of course.
1: Monday night, it's unusual. Monday night playoff game. I, I don't remember this happening before uh, in, in my memory. Cowboys and Bucks. Dallas looks good, but Brady is lucky. So while I'd play just about anybody on the Cowboys, I'd be wary of the Bucks. The only question marks are Mike Evans and Julio Jones. Julio Jones is out. If Brady is Brady, then I like him over Dak this week.
0: Well, that's the problem. Brady is Brady, and he's the forty-six-year-old Brady. And the Cowboys aren't really doing much better at this point. But I, the 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 defense, I think, for the Cowboys will step up in the running game. That's where this it's it's the combination of both running back slash uh, re- receiver Tony Pollard. And then the guy who scores all the touchdowns in the running game, Ezekiel Elliott, combination of those two guys is going to be, is going to overwhelm the box. I believe. You
1: no, know, it's interesting. I got to make a mention here. There's a new movie out called 80 for Brady, which uh, it's um, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, a couple others, all, uh, I guess going after Tom Brady.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, you know, I, I guess this is the year. He and tries-
0: he's, he's more than halfway there himself.
1: I know. Which is the funny thing when you think about it. And on top of that, you know um this is an inter- interesting transition because i i don't think he's coming back next i'd be surprised if he did but you know after all he's gone through with the year and it, and then he he is a major investor in the pickleball franchise that mm-hmm. uh, he just joined uh you know that has taken off around the country right. and uh, the professional level and uh, so i think you know we're going to see him Pull the Derek Jeter thing and just transition into being maybe even an owner at some point. I, I don't know. I mean, you know,
0: he could be the first owner player.
1: Ooh, that's
0: I don't see thought. him retiring. At you don't all. think
1: he will, huh? Mm-mm. Owner player. Nope, could you he'd... do that? Is that legal in the NFL?
0: I have no idea, but <laughs> I'm just saying that if it's possible, he would do it. Wow. And he yeah, and because he. If he plays again, he's going to give people like me and you a reason to say he's terrible all year long, and he'll just go off at times. And especially if go you,
1: wrong. you imagine if they if they win the Super Bowl this year, oh my gosh! I don't even <laughs> want to think about that. <laughs> all right, there you have it. Another edition of Kramer and Brill. Find out more by going to our website, KramerandBrill.com, or my Bob Brill YouTube channel. My friend and colleague Eric Kramer. I'm Bob Brill. We'll see you next time.